Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Recorded live. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> well, I made it. <laughs> I was like, it's been a minute. I said, is it 7 30 or is it 7 o'clock? I said, am I late or am I early? I said, I'm just going to sit here. Because <laughs> I've been up a minute. I've been up a minute. I, no. I was just like, I ain't going to sleep until to three o'clock. Oh, so as I was getting up, you were going to lay down. I put the light on. I was like, okay, I'm gonna try. You know, I said, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. Like so, yep. Yeah, so I made it. I made it. Well, good morning. It's good to hear your voice. I understand if you go back to sleep. <laughs> I I am that bad oh, I'm 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 a, I'm a tired, I'm a tired stay awake, but if you ask a question and you don't hear anything <laughs> <laughs> Don't be offended. I won't okay. I won't girl. It, it's it's been a minute since we've done this. I know, I know, and I was just like, you know, I was doing the, um, I've been doing, like, the Rush Hour Bible study off of Facebook, you know, and I'm like, well, you know, I'm used to it now where, you know, if, if you respond to me, I'm good. If you don't respond, I mean, hey, keep it moving, it's recorded. Somebody may or may not listen to it. It might not be listened to for the next 10 years. And somebody be like, what were they talking about here? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, okay. Well, they're pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, whatever at this point. I was like, okay, God, I see what you're saying, you know. This is very true. <laughs> Man. I said, well, preparation. God's got a sensitivity. But yeah, I yesterday, I don't know. He was preparing me for something for today or for this week, but like, I was up. I was like, no, I mean, I was out of it all day yesterday. So I didn't go to bed until like was two o'clock night before last. 
I was up studying. I'm like, okay, I got to you know, and I couldn't go to sleep. But my daughter was like, Ma, why are you still up? I was like, you're right, you're right, you're right. So um, about 3 o'clock, I went to bed, and then I had to get my son up to church yesterday. But he said he wants to go to church with my sister. So that was about 6.30. So that was about two and a half hours sleep. I got him off for church. I want to say it was about 8 o'clock. And I went back to sleep, and I didn't wake up until 4.30. Wow. And so I woke up, and I'm like, what time is it? And I look outside, and I'm like, it's dark out. What the? I'm trying to find my phone, and I'm like, 4.30, what the heck? I mean, straight through. No, I didn't wake up, nothing, straight through. And so I stayed up. I stayed up and uh, from like 4.30 to about 7.30, 8 o'clock, my son came home about 7 o'clock from church. And I'm like, oh, we sat and we talked for a second. He ate dinner. And I don't remember nothing else <laughs> until I woke up at 2.30 this morning. And so I got wow. up ever since. And I'm like, Lord, what was that? And I, and, I, and, I, and I sat there, and I'm like, my body was like, well, you couldn't go back and do it again for another four or five hours. I'm like, no. My mind was like, no, get up, get up. So I got up and I put it on the system. I'm like, what was that? I don't know what it was. And I'm like, okay, I must have needed it. Mm-hmm. But it, it kind of has me, like, I don't know. It's combined with it. Like, what was it? So I was fighting off. Lord, like, <laughs> I know, and when you when you sleep, you know, like long, like that, and you wake up, and it's like, because I've done that, and I I remember waking up, it was like about six thirty, and I was like, it's six thirty in the morning, like I slept all day and night, and 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 I'm laying there, and I'm like in amazement, and then I look at the TV, and I'm and I'm looking at it all crazy, it's like, oh, okay, it's the evening. And especially like this time of year because six thirty, whether it's in the morning or in the evening, it's dark. Right. You know, but so yeah. it's, it's, that really throws you off. You'd be like, Okay, six thirty and first thing I thought was like, It's six thirty in the morning. Oh my god, I slept that long? I did I slept that long. I was slept from eight AM to four thirty PM. Like, that's a work day. What the I said, what is going on? Obviously needed to sleep. Yes. Uh, yes. I'm just like, okay, Lord, whatever you prepare me for, I'm just going to go with it and and, and take it. <laughs> and just take it. But um, 
And I was talking to church yesterday. Have you have you been to um, Mark Kelly's church? No. No. Okay. Mm-mm. Okay. Because I told Sam I wanted to, um, you know, I wanted to check him out. But uh, getting there is the same. And so he said, he was like, well, Lisa's in town, maybe she's gone. But I never contacted her or anything because I'm like, yeah, once she comes into the city, when she goes into the city, she's here for a reason. So I was mm. like, I'm not going to bother her because I, mean, I know she had to get back to school and all that stuff. So, anyhow, that, that's with me. What's been going on with you, ma'am? Oh, nothing much. Just, um, you know, working on, on recovering and, um, you know, my hand, my hand is getting better. I, um, matter of fact, I got to make sure I call, um, cause my therapy had ended and they, um, the guy was, was supposed to be trying to get approval for more sessions. And so I need to call him and, um, and see if that went through because I haven't heard from them. Um, so, but uh, but other than that, just you know, taking it one day at a time. Yes, Lord. But I had okay, Miss Dream Interpreter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> crazy dream. Um. I woke up, I think, yesterday morning, um, and it one of those. It didn't happen like like overnight. It was one of those, you know, where I got up and went to the restroom and and came back and then fell back asleep, you know, type of things. And what I can remember of it, um, I don't even know if I was in Chicago, but I was at I was at this building, like like a like an office type building. And I was with I was with another woman, don't know who it was, and for some reason we left we left the building and we, we went across the street and we were sitting in I guess would be like lawn chairs or some type of chairs or whatever and we were waiting on something. Don't remember what it don't even know if I if I knew in a dream what it was we were waiting on. And so we're sitting there and um and then this man came and sat like near us and I knew that he was like watching us almost like 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 surveillance you know type of thing and he wasn't even trying to hide it um and then out of the blue so I know when we walked over across the street there was in the median of the street there was a lion being killed and then while we were sitting there, the lioness discovered the lion's body. And I remember thinking, you know, in a dream, like, okay, this is not good. We probably shouldn't be here. And so the lioness comes charging across the street. I'm 
only one who saw who who like noticed the lioness and it actually charged at me. She charged at me and I had I had got up and 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 I used my chair to like block the lioness thinking like okay this ain't going to work. Um but like when she like charged at me and went to swipe at me, you know, holding the chair up was able to you know, she didn't actually make contact with me. And so I'm backing up and I backed up like all the way across the street to the building and I just kept thinking like, well, I hope I can make it to the building. I hope I make it to the building. And I couldn't scream. I was like, you know, I should scream, you know, like for help or something because it seemed like nobody else was noticing this lion, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I make it to the building and someone had like just came out the door and I went to grab the handle on the door and the handle came off and um, but it didn't close like all the way, and so I was able to wedge my foot in there and and you know and get inside the building and close the door. And I went to the security desk and I'm like, okay, there's a lioness outside the the building and it is mad as hell. And the the guy behind the desk, you know, he had stood up and he was sort of like chuckling. And I'm just thinking, like, why is nobody freaking out about this lion? You know, it's like, and then, and then that's like when I when I woke up, and I'm like, okay, what the heck is chasing me? You know, because that's that's cause I'm like, this is the goofiest thing. You know, if it had been a dog, maybe I could have understood why nobody was, you know, necessarily freaking out. But it was a lion, <laughs> and I wasn't in the jungle. So I'm like, why is nobody else, like, you know, noticing the lion, like, you know, screaming, hollering, like, like nothing? It was the weirdest thing. Okay. <laughs> Hold on one second before I give you what I have. Uh oh. Okay. Oh, It is way too early in the morning. I see what that means. Like, oh. <laughs> I'm telling you, cause I was, I was like kind of baffled. Um. Yesterday, and I was determined, like, okay, I was, you know, trying to decide, am I going to say something about this, you know, like during the church call? And I was like, oh, we got Bible study tomorrow. Okay, I asked Felicia. The dream in purple. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say all that. <laughs> I wasn't where y'all get that from. Okay. <laughs> y'all funny. <laughs> Y'all are funny. My sister does the same thing. She's like, you know, I had a dream. Like, oh, here you go. That's your, that's your, uh, like your, your sideline. Uh, <laughs> you've been given, and you didn't realize it. I, I didn't. I didn't. But praise God if it, if it helps. And, oh. 
Yeah, I mean, because I realized that, you know, that it was it was a symbolism or something. Um, and like I said, when I woke up, I was like, what the heck is chasing me? Uh, okay. Okay. Um, are you on the fast? Are you still fasting? No, I haven't been fasting because they got me taking this uh, diabetes medicine and I need to eat to take it. So sometimes sometimes I go, you know, I might go 12 hours or more without eating, but I haven't been doing the, like, the, you know, 24-hour fast. When did they say you had diabetes? Um, when I had the stroke, my um, my sugar it wasn't like like off the charts, but it was you know like in that neighborhood, and that's why I am uh, currently like trying to um to lose weight cuz even the doctor said that you know like by by losing weight and adjusting my eating and that um you know that I could get off the, the medication and my goal is not to be on here for life so right now I'm taking um the diabetic medicine and um and and cholesterol medication um and and I've I personally already had to adjust the, the diabetic medicine because when I was taking a dose that they wanted me to take, I wasn't I wasn't feeling right, and so I had to I had to lower it. And I let the doctor know and he was okay with it. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I haven't been able to do the the twenty four hour fast. Um, but there you know, some days just because of Shoot, how I am, I end up going. Because, like, when I I go out, I'm not really a breakfast person. And so um, I'm trying to keep bananas in the house so that I can, you know, like, have that. Like, if I need to go out, I can have a banana first and then take my medicine. Because otherwise, you know, sometimes I might not get back home and eat until, like, 2, 3, or, or like, 4 o'clock. And I haven't, you know, like, taken the medicine or whatever. So the, the fasting hasn't really been, you know, like it was before when I was, you know, like doing it like once a week. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So, um, I'm not a doctor. Okay. All right. One thing at a time. Okay. I'm only going to give you what I see. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, okay, so the first thing you said was you were sitting outside and you and someone else um, was uh, waiting for something. And then there was a man who came and sat next to you. And he was watching you. Um, and then, but you're the only one that sees 
the lion dead in the street and the lioness coming after you. Okay, so, you know, the lion can be represented in two different things. I'm going to give you what this, this, this site I go to first, and I'm going to give you what I, I see spiritually as well. So on the site I go to, where it gives you, like, what the symbols are and some of the symbols are. It says that if you see um, a lion in your dream, it means strength, courage, power, um, and that um, leadership, pride, royalty, um, you will overcome emotional difficulties. Um, It says also, but you, you dream that the lion got killed. And so, um, it says that when you dream of a lion dying, it means that you feel like you've lost something. Um, to be, and then you're dreaming about being attacked. And it says you need to overcome challenges and obstacles. Um, And you said it's a lioness and not a lion. Um, So the obstacles are your interests. Um, And also it says a lioness symbolizes hope, victory, tenacity, and Stamina. But then as you were talking, you were saying that you kept backing up. And I don't think that it was it was so much as attacking you, but that's a part of you that you're not accepting. Because you know it's the lion of Judah that you've been going after and waiting on and looking for the Holy Spirit to do something for you. But then ever since you've had the, the stroke, um, you've kind of like um, backed off a little bit from being the aggressive person that you were. And you're using the stroke as a means of saying, well, you know, this you know, I got to get myself together. But the thing is, just like any obstacle, the enemy uses things that are um, like for you, it's the show. For me, it's because I'm like, well, I don't think I'm good enough, you know low self-esteem or whatever you want to call it. So it's like he can't attack you here, but he, he, he can attack you there. And so because he's let you, you are letting the stroke become your focus and that you're taking your eyes off of what you've been waiting for. And so you you're backing up. Like Sanford all the time, don't back up. 
And so if if the lion is a symbol of strength and stamina and tenacity and loyalty and you know, and we and we say that, you know, um that uh the Holy Spirit and, and Jesus Yeshua is the lion of Judah, the Holy Spirit also there he's trying to tell you is you can't back up. You're the only one that see because that's that is what that that lioness is you is for you. It's only for you, it's not for nobody else. Mm-hmm. That is your portion. And you're you're backing up is and, and fighting it. You're you're waiting for it, but once it got there, you were fighting it. And so it couldn't do what it was meant to do. Which I mean it like <laughs> I mean, I wanna say was the claws out? I don't remember claws. I remember, you know, it's swiping at me, um, you know, and I and I, I held up the chair to block it. And I, I just remember that, okay, even though, I'm, okay, all I have is this chair, mm-hmm. and, and I know that this could not stop a lion if it really wanted to get me. Right. You know, and so it was sort of like being baffled, like, you know, be, besides the fact, like, that there's a lion in the middle of the city attacking me, um, but why isn't it, like, succeeding? You know, because no one's helping me, and all I have is this chair, and, you know, you know what? My logical thinking um, is, like, this doesn't make sense. Right, you know that 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 I'm that I'm surviving is that this this lion hasn't just just pounced and, and taken me out, so to speak. Um, so so I, you know so I had to even though I'm like freaked out because because of the lion, I'm also like baffled that you know I'm surviving. Mm-hmm. And that's why it wasn't. You know, because what was that? Oh, yes. Well, thank you for bringing that back to my remembrance. Um, remember, have you ever seen Men in Black before? Men in Black? Uh-huh. I saw, I saw the first one, but I've only seen yeah. it like once. Okay. Well, I hope you, well, remember, I hope you remember this. It's the beginning of the movie. And I just thought this was real interesting about perspective. I remember when um, the shooting scene where, you know, they were first trying to recruit Will Smith and they were in the room and um, you got to look at the movie. So (laughs) they But I'll try to describe it. So, okay, so what happened was at the beginning of the episode, we were first looking at, um, it was like the first few minutes or whatever. But anyway, there's a scene where Will Smith and these other four guys, they are, they're doing their test to join the man in black. 
and he went through all these other different, you know, kind of tests. But this test was the shooting range, the shooting test. And so they go in, and they were like, one, two, three. And so these guys are just shooting and just shooting and just shooting. And Will Smith, he's right. He's the guy in the middle. And the other guys are like around him, and they're just shooting everything. And so Will Smith is like, he's like looking, 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 and then he shoots. This girl, this little girl with books in her head, and that's the only shot he took. And mm. so they they turned the lights out, they turned the lights on, and they were like, "Okay, what was that? That's what, that's what came over." If you hear noises, I'm sorry, I'm washing clothes. Um. So he was they were like, What was that? What are you doing? And so when um, they they told the other guys they should be whatever. And so the director comes in and he says, um, what was that? You know? And so Will Smith was like, You know what, I'm sorry I hesitated, but you know, I you know, but he said, no, you're fine. He was like, but why did you shoot the little girl? I don't Everything you saw, why did you shoot the little girl? And so Will Smith was like, well, at first I was going to shoot this monster over here, and he looked like he was growling, but when I really looked at it, he was trying to sneeze. Like, how am I going to shoot you just because you're trying to sneeze? He got a cold. He said, no, I'm going to shoot the monster over here. But as the alien over here, but then when I looked at it, I'm like, he was just trying to get his, his muscle on. He was just lifting weight. And then he, you know, he pointed out two other monsters or whatever. And so, um, but he was like, but then I see this little girl. He was like, in the middle of the night, She's not scared walking down this street with all these monsters. And he was like, and she got a book of quantum physics and something else. She's the dangerous one. And so I was like, and so that, and that, I bring that up because the perspective was you thought that the lioness was attacking. But maybe, just maybe. But because I, I'm not for sure, if you know, she might have been trying to get your attention. She might have been trying to trying to bring you over to the lion. There's there's so many different um there's so many different things that could be related to what that lioness was trying to do. Because, like you said, you only had a chair, and it didn't try to go around the chair. It didn't try to jump at you. It just it didn't let you back up. So it was it was not being aggressive, but I think it was trying to get you 
like we say, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. And she was probably like, okay, you're going to keep backing up? All right. You know, there's nothing I can do. I can't talk. <laughs> so Thanks. I can just keep the swiping at you. Like, okay. And, you know, and then I'm quite sure, you know, if you want to try to um, pray about it and ask the Lord what, what if he tried to tell you for that what was he? What was he waiting for? I don't quite sure he would think she said it different. Because if you pray that prayer, like Lord, I really want to know what she wanted to tell me in that truth. And I, 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 I am more than sure that he will put you in. It's not that same dream. Something similar to it so that you can get an understanding of what it is that he wants you to know. Okay. okay. Stuff that you were that you were saying though, um and that, you know, and, and it it did have some some meaning and, and it did um you know, it did it did make sense. Okay. That the other thing I was thinking about, right? You did not need that diabetic medicine. That I, I don't need it. You don't need it. The thing is, just like um uh, <clears throat> Get the get the stick. You know the stick that I usually have. And I kid you, because what I'm seeing is when you have that stroke, just like when a woman that's pregnant, if she has if she has to take shots while she's pregnant, if then when she has the baby, there's no more diet, you know, there's no more need for it. What I'm seeing, what I, when I, that's what I'm talking about. We need to go diabetes. Yes, sugar went up because of the stroke. But now that you, now that you're on this side of the stroke, you don't want your, your body is more than likely, well, since your body is level off, you have to adjust your medication yourself. The doctor wouldn't have adjusted. Because they always say, well, well, let's just wait several weeks and see, and then wait another several weeks and see. Just until your body can adjust. You don't want your body to get adjusted to something that it doesn't need. If it didn't need it before the stroke, why does it need it after the stroke? Unless you were borderline before, there's no reason for them to all of a sudden tell you that. You need to be on, on diabetic medication at this level. Why would they have you adjust your eating first instead of point blank to be on diabetic medicine? Unless it was that far out of whack. 
You know what I'm saying? So it's like right. you have to you have to look at it from the perspective of now that you're on this side of the recovery, do you need to have what they're saying that you need to have? I'm not saying go off of it. I'm not a doctor, but maybe get a second opinion or the next time you go in, have them test again. And do that because you look at them. And don't take no for an answer. Because that's what they bank on. That if you if they say no, because there's a doctor that, you know, and as I say it to you, I have to say it to myself. Because I always go back down to like, this the doctor needs, you know. The doctor knows. So I'm just going to, you know, but now I'm starting to understand. Even they don't know. All they know is, well, based on what the manual says, and, you know, I'm practicing and her history and her family and, Right, I mean, because I think part of it is because well, I have tested like in the, in the borderline range before I had the stroke, um, right. you know. So, um, and and because they they don't know why I had the stroke, they haven't they still haven't been able to determine why I had it. Um, it's mm-hmm. as he said he said it was it was atypical. It's not fitting like normal markers, which I was thinking, okay, that sounds like me. Um. <laughs> but see, but then, but then here, then here too, if they can't figure it out, then you have to understand. Because when you said you had the stroke and the way that it happened, that was a spiritual attack. But see. And I agree with that. I agree it, with that 100%. Yeah, and so they're not going to be able to figure out why you have one. It's like, okay, if the normal, if you've gone from normal reasons for a stroke, you've also looked at the the rare reasons for a stroke, and you don't fit none of those parameters. It's just, so now, you, have, you knowing who you are, and you knowing more about, Spirit, soul, and body. You have to be like, okay, Lord, they is we already with you to figure it out. It's not a physical thing. This is a spiritual attack. Now you have to take back the authority. Nobody else can do that for you. Nobody else can pray that for you. You have to take back the authority of your body. Of your movements, of your your ability in your hands, of the ability, you know, because and and, and because there's no name of any names but Yeshua. So okay, so now that means that you have to start speaking to your body because you know that it was a spiritual attack. Like Lord, you know what I was speaking to from. From the bone marrow to the skin, um, you know, any blockages, any plaque, anything, and, and just start reversing all of that. Talk to um, 
talk to Dr. DeAndre and ask him what are the things about a stroke. You know, we know it's in the brain. We know it's in what other areas. Okay, we're going to cover my brain, the brain stem. Let it be what my mind is, is it, it, you know, cover my mind, cover, cover the area that was affected by the stroke. I speak to that area right now that whatever damage is reversed by the power and authority of the Most High God and start speaking that over your body and, and watch how you will start feeling. As I listen to, I listen to myself because there have been some things that I have just let sit. Like on my voice, I'm like, I need to start. I need to do better, too, because my voice has been like this for like a year, and I know it's nothing wrong with it, but I'm like, why is it still scratchy? Mm-hmm. Hello. You know, I'm not talking to it. I'm not speaking to it and saying I reverse whatever it is on my vocal cord. That's going, I, I'm not speaking to it. I'm just letting it be. We have to be more aggressive with the authority that we have. We just we just let it. We have, oh, God, and, and I'm getting it, you know, I'm getting it. And um, so these guys, anyway, back to you. Um, so <laughs> you just have to, yes, you just have to start speaking to your condition. Because okay. he's greater than your condition. So, Lord, I speak to the, 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 my sugar level. I speak to my cholesterol. I speak to the, the, the part of me that was affected by the stroke. I reverse it. The curse, the, 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 the um, whatever this, whatever attack this was, it's the enemy doesn't want me to say anything. Hold on. Whatever. Good morning, ladies. How are you? Hi, good morning. How y'all be? We be fine. Good, good. Um, I just wanted to um you know, say um one thing about <clears throat> what you're talking about. You know, um overall. Um hmm. I guess simply put is that um, we have to walk in, operate in, and act out faith in all aspects of our life. And what what I hear, um, you know, the exchange between the two of you is really um, acknowledging good morning and addressing that we have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, in in whatever area that um, we are focusing on, you know, or that we feel that, um, you know, we need to work in or, or spend some more time in. And it's all about, and, and I, I chose the word faith because 
um, we believe we we understand or think or even believe that faith is something that it's a mindset that you have to make up your mind and you have to focus on and that you have to believe. But, you know, the biggest thing is faith is an action word, which means you have to do. So whatever those things are, um, you were talking about your voice, and and, um, Pam was talking about, you know, uh, what's going on with her medically. And, hey, I can talk about what's going on, you know, with me regarding, you know, medical concerns as well as weight. It goes beyond us receiving the information or the um, acknowledgement of these, you know, things to be true. It's all about what is it that we're going to do about it to change the state from where we are now to what it is that we um, want to be. And like you said, God has given us the authority and dominion. So what part of it is it that we're going to actually grab or grasp and actually start doing something with? Because it goes, it goes, you know, once we receive the word, the information, and acknowledge it to be true, then what do we do? And so the thing is, we receive things all the time. It's all about what we do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Because knowledge is power, but at what what do you do with the knowledge? We can't think that you know we're it, it's sprinkled knowledge is sprinkled on us like dust, and then it's gonna do its perfect thing. There are requirements of us with the knowledge that we receive, with the information that we receive, to activate these things to be evident, these things to be true. Yeah. So that's all I had wanted to say. <laughs> Good morning, Miss Erica. Good morning. Oh my gosh. Um and that's and that's the thing. I I believe and I told my sister, I said oh, you know, my thing has been God the Spirit of the Lord had me totally, like, off-grid just so I can get an understanding because I was, as I was telling y'all the other day, uh, I've been doing a Bible study on Facebook. You know, who told us to stop that call? And there were some things that was revealed as I was as I was going through that Bible through the Bible study, which I don't finished yet, but that as I was going through that as I'm going through the Bible study that there are some things that we're really doing wrong and that one and the one thing is we're not speaking the way Yeshua told us to speak. We are not supposed, it's not in our head. We can't speak in our head. We have to vocalize it. Because, I mean, when you look at um, 
like he, he talks about the story about the the parable of the fig tree, the um the account of the fig tree. It wasn't even a parable. It was something that actually happened. And it wasn't a thought that Christ had. It was what he spoke out of his mouth that made whatever happened happen. And so we have to and so what Sam told me on um Friday I was like, wow, he's right. That was the confirmation that I was looking for. Like, we have to be more vocal in what we're looking to happen in our lives or not happen in our lives or whatever. Because if we're not vocal with it, it cannot be created. It cannot be destroyed. So us just, uh, you know, us just acknowledging in our head that this situation is bigger than me or this situation is, you know, you know, the Lord can take care of it and only acknowledging it in our head. That's not how we fight. We have to vocalize what it is, health, finances, relationship, whatever it is, it has to be vocalized because that's how every atmosphere is changed or created because that's what God did. And if we're, you know, if he had to do it, then I'm sorry. Why do we think that we're going to do it even easier by, you know, just because they say the world says meditate and you can meditate on it. No, it's about vocalizing it. Vocalizing it. You can write it down. You can put it on the board. The, the what is it called? The um, the vision board. board. Yeah, the vision. I was gonna say dream board. You <laughs> can be on a vision board, but if you're not vocalizing it, like. Sam was saying about all his um, things that he puts up around his house, putting it up and then vocalizing it are two totally different things. So I had to I had to do it with my son. I was like, from now on, when he gets up, there's a list that I I said he's gonna start having to. It's right on his on his door of his bedroom. And I'm gonna have him go starting today as I'm talking about it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He's gonna have to vocalize that. Because I'm like, it is yeah, it has to be vocalized. It has to be vocalized. Because it's in the it's because it says <laughs> All right, Holy Spirit, you got the jokes. He said, death and life is in the power of the tongue, not the thought. It's not the thought. It's in the tongue. So, therefore, you have to be vocal. You have to be vocal. That's a very powerful statement for me right there. It is. Because we, there are so many things that we um, 
feel and think, and all of it is just consolidated within the vessel that, you know, comprises of us. And when it stays there, you know, you, it doesn't materialize. Nope. Because we just allow it to be there. So, um, you know, I'm definitely a proponent of being able to, um, I guess, voice those things or release those things from within, you know, whether they are uh, good or bad because, one, the good things have don't have an opportunity to manifest and allow you to um, do a faith walk, have an action, you know, to make sure that they prosper into something. And then those things that are not so good or bad, they have a, a tendency to take root. And they begin to do something else in a destructive manner, you know, to the vessel. And so that's why, you know, as you said, um, we have to, you know, it, 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 it's in getting it out and not allowing it to manifest just in thought and being within because, you know, if it's bad things, it will take root and it can be destructive. And if it's mm-hmm. good things and positive things, it never prospers. And so the mm-hmm. thing is you have to get it out regardless to what it is, good, bad, ugly, or indifferent. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how, you know, a profound, good quality thing doesn't have the room to grow and prosper, whereas a negative thing finds a way to root itself within you, and it becomes destructive. Mm. Because that's what weeds do. Mm-hmm. Yep. Unfortunately, you're just so right. Hold on one sec. Thank you for my my dream interpretation. That that helped a lot. It helped a great deal. 
Could I hurt everybody today? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yes, God. Yes, God. Okay. Um, let's eat 30 Good God. I can't do that. I just see my creeping on the floor an hour. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't. It really doesn't. Um, So what I want to do is I'm going to, because I forgot, I don't know what we were doing before. I forgot what the last um, thing we were talking about um, for Bible study. Were we going through Matthew? Yes. Yes. Okay. You would have to remember what chapter we stopped off at. Mm. Now that I don't know. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna just um, because yeah, we started on Matthew, and that's when uh, right? Okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. That's why the that's why the question came up. And then my phone got cut off and stuff. Um, and so we had started on Matthew, and um, and that was when yeah, that was my phone got cut off. So here's the thing. So he, as I was sitting back, and he was like, um, it, it was my my time of reflection, and. And the Holy Spirit was like, so who told us to stop at Paul? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what do you mean? I'm like, you know. And so um, as, you know, as the weeks have gone by since, you know, the last time I was on the call up until now, I've been going chapter by chapter. Excuse me. Um, verse by verse in Matthew, and there are so many things that have been skewed. Let us say that that have been skewed because we stopped at Paul. And I'm like, if we really look at it, all of our denominations and divisions and our outlook on what the church is supposed to be like is because of the teachings of Paul. Because the Lord said, a house divided, a house divided will fall. He already told us that. So it was just like, and I sat back and I was like, wow, Lord, that's crazy. I said, it's obviously so simple, it's complex, but simple. 
to see it that way. Like the what Christ gave us in the beginning is not where we are now as a church. And it is only because we stopped at Paul and so he was showing me how he was he kept referring me back to how when we're in relationships where once you introduce someone, okay, so like Pam, I introduce you to this guy and you know, you guys hit it off really good. You don't continue to talk to me to talk to him and vice versa. Y'all take me totally out the equation and you create your own relationship. I'm still there, but we're just friends. That's it. The relationship between you and the person I introduced you to, that's now up to you if it if it flourishes or not. It's not up to me. But we don't do that when it comes to the relationship with God. We're still stuck on what Paul said. Paul said, but we're not going back to when I have that relationship with Christ or with the Most High God. We're having a relationship with Paul. And I'm like, God, that is really crazy. You're right. That is really, and I'm like, okay, so one of the, the scriptures that that hinders the church is a scripture that they always refer back to Paul, like women should be quiet in the church. That has always been my hang-up. That's why when I was first prophesied two years ago, she was like, you're going to be um, a teacher, and I'm like, teacher, but then every time I would hear women should be quiet in the church, women should be quiet in the church, and, you know, this and that, the other, and, you know, they should be seen and heard, and yada, 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 and I'm like, the whole time I've been studying just Matthew, because Matthew has the most read about what Christ said and things of that nature. And I'm like, nowhere does he say women should be quiet. The women always came to Christ, or he always showed himself to a woman and not a man. It was just like, and then the woman would always go and tell the men what she saw. And then the men would go to verify what she said. But if a woman is told to be quiet in the church, when do you when do you go? And if the woman is proclaiming this is this is what God is showing me, this is what God is saying or doing, and you telling her to be quiet, you list out on a lot of what he's trying to say. 
and do. So when I read that, I was just like, wow, that was a weight lifted off. I was like, okay. I said, that's not what he said. doesn't line up. It doesn't line up. And then another thing that kind of threw me off was, like, all these things about titles. You know, you see bishop and apostle and deacon and people are like, well, call me by my title. And so, again, as I'm looking through, as, I'm, I'm, as I've been studying Matthew, Christ said there's no rank or file in the kingdom. Everybody is a minister. Everybody is a servant. They equal the same thing. Ministers servant, they equal the same thing. And I'm like, huh. And I'm like, if, if he could, he could, if he, 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 he was like, and me, this is Christ, he was like, and me, he could have, he could have been the one, he was a master, he was a rabbi, he, he was the son of God, but then he go around saying, call me rabbi, call me master, call me the son of God, no, call me the Messiah, no, he never said none of that, he said, I am a servant. I was sitting here and serving that thing. And so it's just like some of the things that, that the church, I put that in quotes, the church has been focused on is not of God. And so because of that, we're divided. And because of that, we're falling and we're falling hard. Because we've let what the world would say is a good thing, come into the church and take over, and we're not paying attention because we're stuck on stuff that was not supposed to be. It's like we have to break it down just to build it back up the way God wants it to be built. Okay, I'm sorry. It's just me. All right. <laughs> I apologize. I'm not trying to offend nobody or nothing. I just, I just, because I know I offended somebody the other day. And we were talking about, we got to the point um, about time. And I was like, I said, my sister, my sister was offended, and she just kind of looked at me. I'm like, I'm just going by what I'm reading. Now, if I'm wrong, fine, but this is the word of God, so I we have really got it wrong, you know? And so I was like, I said, oh. This is also reading in Matthew, you know. And I was, it was tying some things in, it was talking about the tithe. And um, as I was reading it, the tithe was not meant 
to be money. It wasn't. And I was like, oh, gosh. You know, the offerings were meant for the church. The tithes was meant for the storehouse. Storehouse and temple, two different things. And it's like we got it. We had it because man decided, oh, let's change it because we don't grow crops anymore. No, but you buy groceries. This is what the church is supposed to be, self-sufficient, not needing government help, not needing the 501c3, not needing all of that. Because if you told your parishioners, okay, we have the offering of the first fruit, and then we have your regular offerings, this is what we need to get the church to pay for the lights, the gas, whatever. You tell you tell your parishioners up front what you need, which is what they did. The followers did. You tell the church we need to get for this month to operate. We need five thousand dollars by this day. We have this much. We need y'all to give. That's the offering to keep the temple and the priest, that, that, that the minister that's over that temple, to keep the functioning. Nobody wants to sit in the cold. Nobody wants to sit in the dark. You will see the offerings come in. And then if you're actually preaching the word of God the way you're supposed to be preaching, then you will get exactly what you deserve as far as financial for your own upkeep, for your own house and family and things of that nature. The storehouse is for when there's a famine. So if the parishioners go to the grocery store and they spend $200 on groceries, then they should spend another $20 or more if they're able to do it on groceries and bring it to the storehouse, bring it to the church to be put up for when they give away to the homeless. But when uh, it just so happens that a catastrophe does happen. So when the government is not there, the church already has an oversupply stored up. But that's not how it is. So if we were to ever go into a famine, if we were, if, if we were to ever have a, a, as you can see even now, if we would ever be to the point where we couldn't depend on the government, the church doesn't have anything to give because it depends on the government. And we're supposed to be separate and have and be able to stand outside of them because we are not them. We are the church of God, and he's the one that provides. Again, I'm not trying to step on nobody's toes. Um, Before I go any further, are there any questions? 
comments, criticisms, concerns. Because I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Nope, I'm good. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. It's it's been that it's been like that. <laughs> it's been like that for the last couple of months. Like, okay, God, really? You know, like this these things that you're showing me are not gonna be popular with whoever hears it. It's just not gonna be popular. And so I, when I said that about tithing, um, and I was I was doing it on um you know, on a Facebook thing, Facebook. And the one person <laughs> so it's just like, you know, that's how I'm used to I this this call has gotten used to if one person is on, nobody comes on, it's fine. But the one person that was, <laughs> I have to laugh at it now. The one person that was listening, um, the minute I said, tithing my money, they disconnected. <laughs> 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 and I was like, I didn't mean to offend. I said, but. Yeah, no, it's wrong. It's wrong. You know, it's wrong. And I'm like, it's it's just, it's just, just, you know, a lot of stuff has been changed. And, you know, and I was like, <laughs> you know, he was like, why, why do we stop at Paul? And, the last, this last week was even more evident to me that this is the reason why he, he posed the question because on two separate occasions, on two separate occasions, more than that, if you go back to the Old Testament, you can see where the devil stepped in and there's no way to know it unless you're in the spirit. You know what I mean? And so um, and I said, wow, I said, you know what, when, when I go back to the Bible study, I'm going to point this out. And then we're going to go into the Bible study because I'm not going to do anything to that. I'm going to point this out. And then we're going to start it up next week and start back on, you know, um, on Matthew again. Because when he pointed, I was just like, wow. I said, that. (laughs) That's why the word of God says, you have to study to show yourself approved. It's good that we, it's good that we, you know, 
get on the call and we go through the authors and things of that nature, the different books that have been written. And, you know, that's good, but we have to get back to the Word of God because you can't, you can't quote T.D. Jakes. You cannot quote Joyce Meyer to the devil. He don't care about that. If you, if, if, as long as we're not quoting the word of God and standing on it and getting and getting the understanding for ourselves, he don't care. Quote them, okay? Whatever. Because that's their revelation. And that's what my prophet said. That makes sense when he said that, too. Thank you, Lord. Because my apostle had said he was like, these are, he, when, when, he, when he knew that he was speaking good and that, the, and that the word of God was really going forth, he was like, this is my revelation. He was like, now go back to the word of God, read the same scripture, the same verse, and see if it applies to you as well, or if he gives you another revelation. He was like, don't take my word for it. Go read it for yourself. But when you listen to these ministers now, they you rarely hear them say, go back and read it for yourself. They are glad that you want them to give you be their revelator, and they're not supposed to be your revelator. The Holy Spirit is. And the Holy Spirit can only reveal what you read in the Word of God, not what anybody else reads. I'm going to point this out and then I'm done for today. So, um, On two separate occasions, it was pointed out by Jesus, Yeshua. Mind you, this isn't, you know, just, but for him to reveal it is to show you that this is something that we have to pay attention to. So I'm going to give you all these scriptures to make sure I can go back and find that. The first time it happened, I don't have any questions or comments before I go any further. Well, I like what you just said about... Um the Holy Spirit reveals to you when you read it, not, you know, when someone else has read it. And and I guess that's why when you when you read the scriptures, um sometimes it has a different effect on you than, you know, like if you you know, if you if you read a scripture and, and you're interpreting it or, you know, it's part of the study or what have you and you say XYZ and then I go back and read it later, but what you point out is not what stands out 
for me, I get something else from it. Right. And, and so when you when you were saying that, um, that's what that's what clicked for me. And that's the thing, because we're all on different levels of faith, different experiences. For somebody to just say, this is what it means, and then not go back and try. Because you might receive that revelation, and you might put, and it, it might not click with you. You're like, that's not what I'm going through right now. I'm, and it, it, you, might, you might say, oh, that was a good word, but it doesn't help with what I'm going through right now. But if we have the, um, Lord, give me that. The first one. But if we have it where we go, okay, God, you know, what, you know, what is it? What is it that, you know, where do I go? What do I say? What do I do? And if he gives you a scripture, and you read that whole chapter, and it just opens up, and it's just like, oh, okay. All right. Thank you, God. And keep moving. And keep moving. And it's, it's just... Okay. Okay. Thank you, Lord. I got right to stand on that I'm sorry. Uh, I gotta write this down again because I'm always looking for it. And um, see, okay. All right, so. Okay, tell me the Matthew 16. If you can, if not, I'll just read it. And then the other one. I mean, you said Matthew, Matthew 16? Yes, ma'am. The whole chapter, or are you going to a particular verse? I'm going to go to particular verses, but just go with me there real quick. Let me find the other one. Um, well, yeah, I'll go to that one. I'll look for the other one. Because I kid you not, when I saw this, I was like, huh.
<clears throat> okay. All right. So we're going to um, Matthew 16. We're going to start at verse 13. Okay. Now, um, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because, and 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 <laughs> why did we stop at Paul? I was in, and when I saw these two um, things, these two different, anyway, I was just like, wow, Lord. I said, and I had to apologize. And so now it's like even more before, I'm like, okay, I need to make sure that I'm constantly going into the Gospels and into the Old Testament because the thing is, yeah, all is good and all. Don't get, I'm not trying to throw the baby out with the bathwater. And I'm not saying that some of the stuff that he said is not relevant, but we have to be, we have to eat the whole roll from Genesis to Revelation, not just stopping at Romans all the way through to, what is it? Because he didn't write Peter. He didn't write John. What is it? Hebrews? No, he didn't write Hebrews either. So whatever it is that he wrote up to, those letters, there's nothing wrong with them. I'm not saying that, but certain things that he wrote in there, you have to ask the Spirit of the Lord, is this you or is this him? Because even when you look at the Old Testament, there are times where even even God showed us there's a difference between Jacob and Israel. There's a difference between, you know, between every, all the ones that followed him. You can tell between obedience and disobedience, between when they were doing it for God and when it was their flesh. So for us to just stop at Paul and every, and, and, and put our foot on everything that he's saying, the church has been wrong. The church itself has been wrong because it's not just the last seven things of Christ and Jesus left. I'm sorry, he did more than that. But we, 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 they don't give that to us. So, I'm sorry. So, Matthew 16, verse 13, we're going to start there. And it says, um, when Jesus came into the coasts of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I am? I, the Son of Man, am. Okay? That's Christ. That's Yeshua asking the disciples. And they said, Some say you are John the Baptist. Some Elias and others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets of old. Okay? He says unto them, But 
Who say you that I am? So now he's asking the disciples. Now, mind you, the disciples have been with him for at least, what has it been, three years? However long, from the beginning of his ministry, at least Peter, Simon Peter, was the first of the four that he called. So from the time that he started his ministry up until here, Simon has been with him the whole time. So he says, and Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. You are the Christ, Son of the living God. Now, Peter, now Peter was one of his best friends, right? So, and Jesus answered and said, verse 17, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto you, but my Father, which is in heaven. And I say, also unto you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He's saying that the church will be built on what he just said, that Jesus, the Messiah, is the Son of the living God. And so in verse 19 he says, and I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, in heaven. Um, but then go down with me to 21. Verse 21. And it says, he says, from that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go into Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Get thee behind me, Satan. You are an offense unto me, for you savest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. So how is it one minute he's speaking from the Holy Spirit and then the other minute he's rebuking him and calling him Satan? How does that work? So we have to remember that, like Sam said, us being in this flesh flesh suit, we don't have it together all the time. This is not the first time that that happened. It's not. So not only does he rebuke him here, but then he denies him later. But both times when it came to um, Peter, Christ knew what was going to happen. 
So God lets us know. It says the, the prayer that Christ gave us was, lead us not into temptation. Let us not get into, you know, lead us not into areas that will tempt us to sin, Lord. So that's so that but we, but we still make our prayers about what our will is. So he says, lead us not into temptation. If we're asking that, we're asking him, let it not be what we will, but your will, because then we won't be tempted. But yet we still go. But that's, that's let me show you the second instance. Are there any questions or comments before we go any further? Uh, not for me. Okay. So the second instance in Matthew, but we're going to skip over, that is in Matthew 26. And it's um, it, 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 it's right in the verse 14. And this happens right after the woman comes with the alabaster box to anoint um Yeshua before he starts the trial of the week of the week before he dies before he goes into Jerusalem and it says in Matthew of 14 it says then one of the twelve called Judas Iscriot went unto the chief priest because the chief priest at this point we're looking for a way to kill Yeshua, okay? But this is where, again, Christ reveals to us that the enemy can come in to anybody. Go with me to Luke 22. Luke 22. And when I saw this, it blew my mind. I was like, wait a minute, they they, they never showed this. <laughs> what? And we be wondering why one minute this person is our friend, and then the next minute they're like, they're stabbing me in the back. And it's crazy, but. It is what it is. It's the honest truth. Okay, so we're going to chapter 22 of Luke. Okay, starting at the first verse. Okay, so it says, Now the Feast of Unleavened Bread drew near, which is called the Passover, and the chief priests and scribes saw how they might kill him, for they feared the people. Verse 3, then Satan, then entered Satan into Judas, surnamed Iscariot, being of the number of the twelve. And he went his way 
and communed with the chief priests and captains how he might betray him unto them. And they were glad and covenanted to give him money. And he promised and saw opportunity to betray him unto them in the absence of the multitude. He entered, Satan entered into Judas. So it's not, it's something like, okay. I said, okay, Lord, so that's why you said what you said. Why did we stop at Paul? Even Paul says, there's a warrant in my members when I would do good. So he even knew there was a struggle. And then one of the other things that Christ said was, don't don't mix the doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees with the word of God because they don't mix. Nowhere in nowhere in all the ministry of John the Baptist and Yeshua the Christ does it say anything about bishop, deacon, apostle, your the offices where this person is bigger than this person, that person is bigger than that person, or nothing. But because we stopped at Paul, we got Baptist Church, Presbyterian Church, Anglicans, and the Protestants, and the, all these different denominations, and we're just supposed to be the church, and we're just supposed to be minister, servant, not even minister, servant, but brothers and sisters, my brother, my sister. That's it. That's all. We're all supposed to be on one level ministering to those who don't know who Yeshua is. But we we got we got thrown off. We got thrown off. And we have to we have to get back. We have to get back because we're coming to a time where where we are now and what's about to come. We're not ready. We're not ready because we're stuck on prosperity. We're stuck on rank. We're stuck. We're stuck in, we're stuck on just, and, and the thing is, and I, and I understand that God is not saying that he doesn't want us to prosper. But if we are lacking in knowing who he is, then what's the point of prospering? Because at the end of the day, what are you prospering for? Is it for you or is it for the kingdom? Are you prospering because you want it to show off, or are you prospering because he's giving you a vision of 
what to do for the kingdom with what you're going to have. I mean, look at a lot of the millionaires and billionaires now. They get so bored that even their kids are bored. And what do they do? They go on shopping trips and, you know, and and they go on um, vacations and they go to the spa every day. They have all this money and don't know what to do with it. But if every billionaire, millionaire, there's, there's, there's more than a handful of billionaires. There's uh, more than a, a, a handful of multimillionaires. If they so chose, they could wipe out poverty within a year. If they so chose, but they don't want to. They don't want to. Because again, it's about rank and file. And they had already said, when we, when we go through here, a, a, a young rich man came and asked Christ, how will I get into heaven? What more do I need to do? And so Christ is like, well, uh, do you do X, Y, Z with the law and the commands that God put out? Oh, yeah, do that, you know. He said, I, you know, I'm my mother and my father, and I do this and this and that. And Christ said, oh, okay. He's like, well, then um, if you really want to be a part of the kingdom, if you really are saying that you're all in, um, then go and sell all you have. And give it to those who need it. And the rich man looked at him and shook his head and walked away. And that's what a lot of church people are going to do. Because when the rubber hits the road and they're like, you have to choose between your life And eating your life and having a job and making money, your life, or you know, the, the life of Christ. Are you a Christian, or do you want a job? Are you a Christian, or do you, well, I'm not a Christian here because I need my money. That's where we are right now. That's where we are right now, and that's and that's the thing. When you look at Paul, 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 he, he gives he gives a lot of good stuff. Like I said, I'm not I'm not knocking Paul, but he says grace. You know that grace and mercy is sufficient. But yeah, but grace and mercy from what? That's like that's like a married woman. A married woman. And we play this game a lot and and I'm like, you know what, Lord, I will not do that. If 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 or when or however you want to say it, 
I get a I get a guy and we get married. This game I'm not gonna play. And, it's, and that's the one where you know you're mad, but you're not gonna say you're mad. You gonna have to you gonna have to figure it out. Your love is good enough. No, no. Mm-mm. You gotta tell me. You gotta let me know. If I don't like something, I'm gonna let you know. And, and the thing is, God has let us know a lot of times what He likes and what He doesn't like. But Paul says His grace and mercy is sufficient. And people are standing on that. But what does he like then? Where do I need grace and mercy from? Why is God mad? Well, did you go back and ask him? Could it be because, you know, you're killing babies? Could it be because the image that he created? You decided you didn't like it, so you're you're doing everything to destroy it. Could it be? But you're not going back and asking him nothing. You're just saying, well, do you sense grace and mercy is sufficient? No. Grace and mercy from what? So that is my that's my reflection that I'm gonna share with y'all today. Um before we pray, are there any questions, comments, criticisms, or concerns? Uh, nope, I'm good. Okay. Well I'm I'm done for the day. Um we're gonna pray and uh And then we're going to start back up uh, next week. Amen? Amen. All right. All right, so Father God, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for waking us up this morning in our right mind, healthy bodies, the activity of our limbs. Well, thank you for watching over it and keeping us in spite of ourselves. Lord, we just thank you because you love us, even though some people might think we're unlovable or we think ourselves unlovable or, and you show mercy and patience and kindness and forgiveness. Help us to show the same thing to those around us, oh God. Let us not be hypocrites. As you give, let us give. Let us give as you give to us. As you said, we are supposed to love you with our whole heart, our soul, and our spirit. And we're supposed to love our neighbors as ourselves. And if we do those two things, then 
everything else that falls in line with the Lord, where we fall short, show us in your word, by dream and conversation, prick our consciousness, our conscience, when we do wrong so that we can make self-correction and self-humble and I have you have to humble. Lord, help us to be more like Christ, the example that you put before us. Help us to use your word wisely so that we can grow in our relationship with you and have the power and the authority and the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sustainability, the brand word of this of of the generation, but we have to be able to sustain ourselves with your word, oh God. Give us the ability to do so. We speak that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. God bless you. No weapon of sickness, illness, disease, infection, plague, or allergy, or rash. From bacteria, viruses, chemical, fungal, man-made bug bites, or parasites, nothing that we eat, drink, breathe, or touch shall cause us mental or physical harm. A thousand shall fall at our side, and ten thousand at our right hand, but none shall come near us, our family, friends, or seven degrees of separation. We speak that no weapon of accidents, sudden death. Violence, confusion, doubt, or fear, discouragement, depression, rejection, or any other spiritual or mental attack that the enemy can come against us with shall prosper. Lord, go through our houses mentally, spiritually, and physically and burn up and show us and burn out anything that is not of you so that you can get the glory in our lives and we can grow stronger in our relationship with you. And we thank you in advance. By the righteousness of Christ, we come. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's see. Let's see. I love y'all. That is the end of the Bible study for today, and I will hear y'all tomorrow. Okay, ladies, have a blessed day. You too. Mm, Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Anybody there?
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.